Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere back at it on a friday halloween season is upon us there's a coolness in the air and the fifth hour with me ben maller is in the air everywhere as we said eight days a week because four hours a night are not enough back in the podcast studio at a secret location in the north woods and i am not going to do a bunch of small talk here i'm going to get right to it Because there's a man standing by right now on the phone that is responsible for putting this podcast studio together. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. A man that knows the early days of me at Fox Sports Radio, Jake Warner, a member of the Maller Militia, my engineer on the old weekend overnight show for many years, Worked with me on the weekday show. He's a renaissance man. He is the lead engineer for the Los Angeles Clippers, my favorite NBA team. He is the lead engineer for the LA Kings, my favorite hockey team. He worked for the LA Dodgers, my favorite baseball team as an audio engineer. He traveled the United States with the great Vin Scully and all the legends of the Dodgers. Traveled the world uh, with those guys for many, many years. He's a Podcasters, I mentioned, he's got the Big Brother Jake podcast, and he's a girl dad. He's very active on social media. There's a lot going on with this guy, and so let's give it up now to Jake Warner. Stay awake with Jake and Jake. I have been doing this dopey podcast for several years now. I can't believe it's been several years. Why? Have I not had you on the podcast? Then I think it's because you know I decided to leave the show. And, and you held that against me, and now you don't want me as a part of anything. But, you know, I, I'll do it. I, I love being around you, Ben. I always want to be around you. I always want to do whatever it takes to make you happy, Ben. And I'm glad to be on the fifth hour. <laughs> well, no, no, no. See, no, I appreciate that, Jake. And, you know, I loved doing the, the show with you. And, and remember, I did not want you to leave. When you originally left the first time, I didn't want you to leave. And then the second time, I didn't want you to leave. And... <laughs> And, and so I just want that on the record now. Uh, and as I have on, I, I try to have all my friends on who worked at FSR back in the day. So how, right. how the are the alumni association? Yeah. How are the alumni association meetings? Are those, are those going well? The meetings are fine. You know, we, we all try to 
make ourselves available to Fox Sports Radio when possible. Um, I have not been asked to be president of that alumni association as of yet, but I am an active member. Yeah. Well, and, and I, saw, I ran into Tom Looney the other night at Dodger Stadium. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So I saw, I ran into Looney, and and he's, of course, the founding member of the FSR Alumni Association. He <laughs> Even before he got hired at the company, and then once he got hired, he knew eventually he would be part of the Alumni Association. And that's why I have all the members on as many as I can, Jake, because I also will at some point be a member of the FSR Alumni Association. But I, I've been able to last a while, but I, I will be coming and I will be paying my dues to those meetings. That's going to happen, Jake. It's going to happen. Yeah, you need to – yeah, there, there is a due. There's a, you know, membership dues. But, um, you know, sometimes you can get the golden ticket like you give away at your show, you know, and not have to pay those dues. But I'm one of those people. I just don't tell them. Yeah, no, I, I – no, I'm really bad with dates. I think everyone is around my age – I always do, even when they're a lot older or a lot younger. I just assume people are kind of around my age. And I, I bad, as I said, with dates. So when did you start at Fox Sports Radio? I remember in the early days, you were there pretty early on at Fox Sports Radio. And then you, you went to work with the Dodgers, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But wow. when did right. that, when did you begin? You remember like roughly what year it was? Yeah, I believe it was. The year 2000, um, I started, I believe it was August of 2000. I know it was like two weeks after the network started is when I showed up. Okay. And um, they put me on overnight weekend, and that's how we ended up meeting up. I was a board op for, oh, my goodness, who was I board oping for at that point? There were so many people. Steve Mason, I believe it was. Um and yeah, that was that was a little rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that didn't end well. But um, you know, I I was very opinionated at that time. I think I was a little more rough around the edges and didn't take as much crap from anybody at that time in my life. But I've since calmed down. But that's when I started around that time. Yeah, and it it grew to be. Uh, a full-time gig, and I worked for damn near everybody on the network at that point. Yeah, and, and there's not many left, right? At that, I mean, that's a long, right. <laughs> long time ago. And I, were you, right, were right. you the board op, the Steve Mason, who's now, for those that have lost track, uh, he does a show in L.A. still, and are they on an afternoon drive. I don't know. The Mason, I don't know. Mason Ireland been on forever. Like, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're on some day part during the day when I'm sleeping. They're on or whatever. Fine. But uh, so so uh, anyway, I, there was a, a Steve Mason show, and I actually brought this up to Mason a couple years ago. He had uh, Jim. Bowden on, but he thought it was Jim Bowden. Oh yes, I was working the board when okay. that happened. Okay, okay. What are you talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of <laughs> this is one of the great bloopers in the history of Fox Sports Radio. And I, I don't know if Steve's upset. I'm bringing this up, but it's you know 20 years ago. I think the statute of limitations has run out, right, Jake? On this, oh, yeah, totally. It's it, it 100% ran out. Yes. Yeah. So I remember I was there that night too. So we were both there, and we both witnessed. We both uh, yeah, it was an amazing. It was an amazing interview because I've had this happen to me, but it wasn't ever as awkward as this. So Mason was interviewing what he thought was Jim Bouton, the guy that wrote the book Ball Four, right? Wasn't he the guy from the book? Uh, yeah. Yep, and it, yep. and if, you're, if you're unfamiliar with the book Ball Four, it was a legendary book about all the kind of debauchery that the Yankees, this guy, he wrote, he documented all the things that the guys were doing for one one season, right? I think it was with he was on the Seattle Pilots, I think, and then he went to the Yankees, if I remember correctly. Anyway, he I don't know all the details. I'm just talking out of my tushy. But I, I know the book was about all the nonsense that the guys were doing off the field and the you know the I think the big thing on that book was the wife swapping. Uh yes. yeah. A a anyway, so Mason again, he didn't realize he was talking to that guy. He thought he was talking to Jim <laughs> Bowden. Who, yes. <laughs> who was the general manager of the, what was he, the Cincinnati Reds at the time, I think it was? At the time, yep, yeah, yep, it was Cincinnati Reds, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, Mason's doing the interview, and he's, he thinks he's talking to, you know, guy A, and he's talking to guy B, you know, and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that didn't that didn't go so well. 
And uh, but then Bouton, who's a you know, he, I think he passed away a couple years ago. But he's a total jokester. Yeah. Total jokester. And oh he, yeah. And yeah. Totally went with it. Yeah, and he starts totally he, he starts talking like he's the, he realizes Mason doesn't realize he who he is. And so he starts giving these outrageous answers. Remember, with every question, if I if I remember correctly, like every answer got more ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was getting crazier and crazier. And I remember the producer's name was Josh Rimmer. Um, his, his dad actually is a um, TV guy for the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in the NHL. And um, he's the one that was producing that night. And I said, Josh, I don't think this is who you think it is. I, like, I, I knew right away, it was like, this, this, he, he's answering these questions a little too weird. This isn't right. He's like, no, it's him, it's him. I'm like, I think you got the wrong guy. And in the talk back to us, this totally isn't who I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Everyone picked up on it. So even though it was a joke, Mason picked up on it, and then he starts going with it too. It was just a weird set of events after that, man. But. Yeah, I remember that night clear as day. Yeah, yeah, that, I was, for that. <laughs> that was one of the funny stories that in those days in oh, Fox Sports yeah. Radio. And I think Bouton had Ken Griffey Jr. was on the Reds at the time, and I think he had him traded. I think, if I remember correctly, yeah. there was something with Griffey that had come up uh, in that in that time period. So I remember you you were with me on the the weekend overnights early on, and remember when the network started. There was no weekend overnight show. When I started, they had put tape programming on the overnights, and then I, I was given the weekend overnight show, and we were on no affiliates. There was hardly yeah. anyone <laughs> listening, and it was pretty much just throwing stuff against the wall at that particular point in the early days. And we, we were on, in, uh, if I remember, the early affiliates were like Binghamton, New York, Pittsburgh. It was our first affiliate. Yep, Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, there were like a few random scattered affiliates, but no, yeah. it was it was it was kind of like a private conversation, right, Jake? No one was really, no one was listening at that it was time. Just us talking with the mics on, and people just happened to listen, you know. <laughs> but Binghamton, New York, was always representing, you know, uh, that and the one commercial we always used to play, House Cat. Yes. That? Yes. It, it yes. Never left me. Everyone, my dead air dreams. I still hear that damn song. Um, but those were fun days because we could do anything we wanted and nobody was listening upstairs. Yeah. They're all asleep or on their, you know, at their vacation homes or their, their yachts because, you know, they were making the big money. We were over there slumming in the studio, but that was a lot of fun. We got away with a lot of stuff and stuff we couldn't do nowadays. And that's what made it a lot of fun. And, you know, before I became friends with you, I was always a fan of yours, you know, living in the L.A. area, listening to you and Dave Smith on Extra Sports 1150. See, I was a P1 back then. And uh, I was listening. I'd listen every day. And I and still hear the last track that you guys would play after everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I loved the show. And then when I found out you were coming over, I was like, cool. And then I found out I was going to work with you. And we both were big fans of uh, Jim Healy here in L.A. And, you know, so it's like, hey, you got sound effects, play them. You know, dig up all the old, you know, funny stuff with Tommy Lasorda. And I was like, man, I'm right there with you. So I would kind of just gauge where you were going with certain things. And I would be able to play something right when I just saw your eyes. You know, like, where you, or where you wanted or your affliction of your voice. I knew what you wanted. And so... That actually helped me grow, and, and, and I had a good time. It, it taught me how to, a, a lot about radio, you know, behind the scenes. Um, but you allowed me a lot of creative freedom, and, and and that's what made it fun. It was a lot of fun working. Yeah, I love I love the Jake. And people ask about the show, and and I, I did goofy stuff back in the '90s. We got away with a lot of stuff, and be, before I even oh, yeah. got to Fox Sports Radio, radio was much different. People were not all uptight. You could goof around, and you know, people were fine with it. Now people, and I, and I think most people are still okay with it, but there's just enough people that complain that it's it's, it's not it's not the same. But yeah, when when we were on the weekend overnights and people ask about the Maller militia and all that stuff, that all started on the weekend overnights because we were, we started picking up more radio stations as the the network started to grow, and more people right. kind of heard the show and got the show, and but we we you know we we just would. Look for anyone. I remember that when people would call up, we were shocked that anyone called up because 
Yeah. <laughs> I, we weren't on anywhere, so why? And then we would just start. I would just start blabbing with people, and that's that's how we uh, the show kind of morphed into we Jeannie and Medford and some of the people. Doc, Mike, you were there when Doc uh, started calling the oh, show, yeah. and oh yeah, that I'm trying to think of the early, the early caller. We had Doc, Mike, Cowboy's been calling forever. He's he still calls me. Yeah, Cowboy was. Oh, he still calls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he still. Yeah, he was. He, oh, that guy, nothing would shake him, man. I would play so many crazy sound effects and try to throw him off, and he was so dedicated. And he used to make me mad. I think I got him one time. And when I did, like, I made sure the whole world knew I was happy about it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and, and, and that's great because you can explain, Jake, as the producer engineer, what led to Cal- – we had Cowboy's Corner, and then over the over time it morphed into just playing a bunch of sound effects – while Cowboy drones on about who died this week in sports and what his junior high school teacher told him when he was, you know, he was late to school one day. Like, all that stuff. <laughs> the the magic of Cowboy John Brad. But he was pretty monotone, right? I mean, he's always been monotone. And so to, to Very tr- monotone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was kind of weird. Um, but I wanted to throw him off because, like, you would kind of be funny. Well, you're always funny to me, but like you would be funny and like talk like over him to yeah. the audience, and he would never pick it up. So I'm like, well, if Ben is talking over him and he doesn't pick it up, I would try and throw him off. So I would play sound effects. You know, I'd hear certain things he would say and try to find like the sound effects that would match it, and it would throw him off. So my goal after that was to make sure I could break him. And I think thousands, you know, hundreds of calls, thousands of calls that I sat in and did the show night after night. Um, one time I got him. And I think it was like a screaming lady or something or, you know, some crazy drop, and he just stopped, and he kind of chuckled. I'm like, I got him! I got him! <laughs> <laughs> got he! Got he! Got him! <laughs> yeah. I, I, Man, yeah. That, I am stunned, Jay. I am stunned, Jay. Jay. I am stunned that he still calls after all these years. He's had, he had a stroke. He's had COVID. Like, I, I know the whole cowboy story. I know all the ailments he's had. I remember when he was on uh, the CBC in Canada, did a story about him. They called him the handsome hoarder. Uh, I think it, it was. Or he called himself the handsome hoarder. And he, the Canadian government had to, like, take him out of his home in Windsor because oh, wow. he had so much, like, stuff, newspapers that he had piled <laughs> up and he was living in squalor and – and but he still he always found a way to call the show until at one point he stopped for a while because he didn't have phone service I guess because the phone got cut off he had so much stuff but it was it was crazy and then some of the other, I'm trying to think of some of the other cars Pete in Pittsburgh was also there in the early oh, days oh yeah he's another one he's another one yeah knucklehead you know then his then his head got big because you know it started going on Howard Stern you know so he thought he was too good to call. The Ben Maller Show. And I'm like, bro, you're Pete in Pittsburgh. Nobody gives a rat's ass who the hell you are. And we used to battle on Twitter all the time until one day he was just like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be mean to you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete, Pete, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Pete became one of Stern's whack pack guys. And he called us before he called Stern. And Stern used to put him on. I, I will give Pete credit, though. When I got whacked from Fox Sports Radio in 09, and I was, yeah. I was like, bummed out, and I was like, this sucks. Pete in Pittsburgh called the Howard Stern Show and uh, dropped my name and talked to Howard about, uh, about me because a bunch of people got laid off and let go at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, 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 I appreciate Pete because I didn't hear it live, but I, had, yeah. I have a lot of relatives that were you know big Stern fans and still are big Stern fans, and so they, they heard my name, and they, they're like, wait a minute, were they talking about you? And uh, so that was that was pretty cool. Pete does not call anymore. I did reach out to Pete in Pittsburgh recently, somewhat recently, about coming on the podcast. I thought I would shoot the shoot the shit with him, Jake, on the podcast. Right. Oh, we could say shit on this podcast. Yes, okay, cool. yes, yes. We are allowed. <laughs> it's the reason I do the podcast, Jake. You can say naughty words. <laughs> you can't say on radio. So, but no, Pete. We were. I was like, hey, Pete, come on the show. And I called Pete up. It was kind of late at night. He's in Pittsburgh. He is stinking drunk. He says he's walking on the side of the highway there in in Pittsburgh, just kind of 
wandering around. He starts screaming my name. It was He was not in good shape, Jake. He was not in good shape. Now, I hope that was just a bad night and, and things are better for Pete, but uh, he was not, not doing particularly well that night. Here's another blast in the past, Jake, and these are all names that the listener might not realize. If you're listening to this podcast, like, I don't know who that is, I, you know, but these are, right. these are calls. <laughs> we had Troy the Gambling Man. Who was? I remember him. Yes. Yeah. Troy drove a sweeper truck around Nashville, and and yeah. and again, Jake. The point of all this, we put these people on, right? Because we just, I was just looking for people that anybody that called up. We want, we want to hear their story. Wanted to have some fun, you know, change it up a little bit. And so that's that's what happened. And and he would call up and give the worst gambling picks of all time. And he was yeah. he was a terrible gambler at handicapping NFL games. But he uh, he's like, well, you know, I, 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 he thought he was great. And that's the thing that made the bit. He thought he was really good, and he was not. But uh, anyway, so you, you left FSR, Jake. It's all – we've got to get back to you, Jake. This is all about you. So you left FSR, <laughs> and you got one of the great jobs in broadcasting. You got oh, to work yeah. for the Los Angeles Dodgers and travel the United States and the world with – Dodger baseball, and that was a, a great, wonderful game. What's the coolest thing you got to experience when you were traveling with the Dodgers? Oh, man, there's so many things, Ben, so many things I got to do. Um, one of the coolest things was um, – I'll tell this story. I told it on my podcast, which is the Big Brother Jake podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, on all streaming platforms. How dare you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know I'm gonna get it in. I but know. the the cool the coolest moment, I mean, of course, seeing all the historic ballparks and luckily in my tenure there I got to go to like Fenway and I got to go to Wrigley, you know, and all the great ballparks. But my favorite memory of working for the Dodgers, it was two thousand four, it was the the game before last game of the year against the Giants. And it was for the division. And it was when Steve Finley hit that grand slam to beat the Giants and take the division that day. Vin Scully was doing radio only. It was just, it was just Vin and I in the booth. Um, producer Tom Bowman was downstairs ready for the champagne. Rick Monday was already downstairs. Uh, Ross Porter was downstairs. Everybody's downstairs. So it was just Vin and I. As soon as Steve Finley hit the ball, then lost the ball. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I saw the ball. So, and the call clears day. 
it's way back in wherever it is. She looks at me, and I'm I'm doing the the, the home run signal to him. He's like, wherever it is, <laughs> it's a souvenir. Grand slam home run. Then he laid out, turned his mic off, turned around, looked back to me, said, Jake, Mike Shannon's in St. Louis. When we get there, on me. Thank you for saving my bacon. Went right back to announcing like nothing happened. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. That's great. You you helped the great Vin Scully on a home run call. That's all. Yes. That's what. When now Vin, he, he was that the last year he did radio only because he he didn't do that right. But it was a simulcast off the TV for a while at the the last few years that he did it right. He didn't just do the radio. He would, I don't think he did radio only at all after like was it? No, the, no, no, yeah. no, no. Um, you know the only time he do radio only is in the playoffs. Of course. Yeah. But his last game was a regular season game against the Giants in San Francisco, and that's how he wanted to end it. So he pretty much after that, like he didn't do any just like radio only broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, when I first started years ago um, in the mid '90s, he would do radio when the games weren't on TV because not every game was on TV and. Right, it was right. one of my my favorite memories. We were it, the Dodgers were in, in New York at at Shea Stadium, and you know what a crappy press box. Oh Shea man, St- I almost got electrocuted there. I almost got electrocuted it, there. Yeah, it, it was it was horrible. True story. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a horrible ballpark. It was I can't believe yeah, that was, was a New York City ballpark that was newer. Right. You know, at the time they built it, it was the 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 the, the model ballpark. Supposedly, it was a dump, but right. uh, but it was a day game, very hot, humid. In in New York and in the summertime in like August, Dodgers always used to go in August in those days. And so Vin was doing radio only, and he was we were in shorts. He had like they gave him some Dodger shorts, and he had a T-shirt on. And as it was, it was it was the wildest thing to see the great Vin Scully and uh, just going casual. You That's know? awesome. Yeah, you know because he always awesome. you you were around him all the time. He's always dressed up and looking good. And oh yeah. I- if you saw him dressed down, the only time it, what he would wear dressed down was a polo shirt and slacks. That was being dressed down for him. To me, that's being dressed up. Yeah. That's like fancy duds for me. Because, you know, the reason why I got on the radio so I didn't have to wear a suit. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> I do have another I do have another crazy Vin Scully story. Oh, too. give it to me. I, I love any Vin Scully yeah. story I want to hear. <laughs> he actually saved my life. And this is a true story. Um, we, the very first time I met Vin, in a professional capacity. Because I met him being in the, uh, the press box. You know, he says hi. And, yeah. You know, and that was the extent. And I was already like, I could die now. <laughs> but the first time I got to actually talk with him, we were in Mexico City in 2003. It was uh, a, a spring training series against the Mets. And um, we, we went to a soccer stadium to work. And it was like, you know, in Mexico City, the elevation's higher than Denver. So it's like 7,000 feet. I'm asthmatic. There's no elevators. And being an engineer, you have to, like, lug all this equipment, you know? So on my third trip up, I'm dying. It's hot. And I get right to the, uh, the, the booth where we work. Bam. I collapse. Face first, onto the floor, hurt myself. Wow. <laughs> And I blacked out. The next thing I feel is cold water going down my neck. And are you okay? <laughs> I was like, did I just hear Vince Kelly's voice? <laughs> I died. I'm in heaven. And Vince, you're narrating my death. <laughs> he poured water on my neck. He's rubbing my back. And he's like, I saw you fall. And it scared me. Are you okay? <laughs> you must be Jake. And I was like, and I, I don't do a good impersonation, I know. But I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts laughing. And ever since then, we had a really cool relationship. And, wow. you know, so yeah. yeah, so he would always say, hey, we're in Denver. You better take it easy. I don't have any cold water. And I'm like, ah, you're funny. You know, but. <laughs> <laughs> and Vin, Vin probably at the time is like, holy cannoli, this guy's going to die in front of me. What am I going to do here? Right? He's probably thinking, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> I got to do something. Can you imagine how that's going to play? Exactly. Dodgers go to Mexico City and, you know, engineer Jake Warner, you know, if something happens and <laughs> in the booth and Vin's right there. Oh, man, that would have been a big deal. That would have been crazy. Yeah, it would have been news, you know, especially being in Mexico City. Yeah. But um, that was that was another thing that was cool. And, and I think one plane ride, 
Um, he usually sat in first class, and then there was, like, broadcasters, team staff, and then the players were in the back. And Ross Porter would always try to sit next to him, <laughs> like, all the time. And uh, <laughs> But in this particular moment, I got on the plane. I think we were heading to either Denver. It, was, it had to be a West Coast city because Vin never went past Denver at yeah. that time. Yeah. And he was like, hey, have a seat. I'm like, oh, so maybe I'm just sitting there before the flight takes off and I go in the back. And I was like, uh, let me put my stuff in the back, then I'll come back. He's like, no, sit here with me. I was like, really? I was like, well, Billy Delury, the, the old traveling secretary, God bless him, um, he usually sat by Vin or it was Ross Porter. But Billy didn't make that trip, and Ross was looking at me, and they just gave him another seat. So for three hours, I got to sit with Vin and just talk about Jackie Robinson and his days with, you know, starting out with the Dodgers. And that was something I, man, I wish I had a tape recorder for that conversation. That was so much That's fun. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. And Billy, Del- yeah. you mentioned Billy Deleary also. He was with the team in Brooklyn, right? Wasn't he with the team? Yes. Yeah. He goes, he went back to the Brooklyn yeah. Dodger game. He was there. Very, the, the skinniest man I ever came across in my oh, life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a small was extra large to him. You know, I, I think his social security number was one. Was <laughs> I love Billy because he didn't take shit for nobody. He didn't care who you were. You know, but he always looked out for me when I needed something. Like, yeah. hey, Billy, I need tickets for tonight. I got you, young man. He can never memorize a name for shit. No, <laughs> no, no. But he would always take care of me. And God bless his soul. He was one of the great people. And, of course, we had, like, the great Stu Nahan. God bless his soul as well. Yeah. Traveling with Watching Vin and Stu Nahan talk together, that was pure comedy. Loved it. Oh, those the best couple seasons of my life. The highlight of my career. Working with the Dodgers, man. Yeah. Loved it. Well, Every minute. And, and, uh, Billy Deleary, you know, hard edge, kind of Brooklyn guy, thin guy, as you said. Yes. And when I started, when I first started doing stuff with the Dodgers and I was, we were, I would make the East Coast trip because my brother lived in, in New York. So I'd go back there and I could see right. him. And then when I first started going, I don't know if this happened when you were there, there were these old dudes that would hang out in front of the hotel that were like Brooklyn Dodger. They were kids when the Dodgers yeah. were playing in Brooklyn and they'd show up. They were like the Brooklyn Dodger fan club and they'd hang out outside the hotel to get photos and autographs. And it was, it was crazy. I don't know. That can't be many of those guys left, right? At this point, probably not, but no, no, yeah. no. I mean, just being in Bureau beach and I know this is so sinister, but it's perfect for the fifth hour. Like, we'd be sitting in the booth in Dodger Town, and we'd hear an ambulance, and we would say, oh, no, we might have lost another Brooklyn Dodger. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dare you. Oh, dare you. I'm so going to hell for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, so there and everyone in the stands, it was all gray and blue hair. You know, yeah. rarely you see somebody my age at Dodger Town, you know, but – well, 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 yeah, and I've, I've told this story before, Jake, on the podcast. You'll appreciate this. I don't know. Maybe I told it to you also on the when I did your podcast. The, yeah, probably. The Big Brother Jake podcast. But my, my Tommy Hawkins yes. story with Vero Beach, when we showed up to Vero Beach, and it was a big deal, spring training, Dodger spring training. I'd heard so much about Vero Beach, and this is great, this old school training facility they'd been in since they were in Brooklyn. The, oh, man. So I show up there. And you know, I'm single guy. We're doing the Ben and Dave show back to L.A. And right. Tommy Hawkins, one of the nicest people. Rest in peace, Tommy Hawkins. One of the greatest yes, people yeah. of all time. Great guy. Great guy, yeah. Yeah, played with the Lakers when they came from Minneapolis and told some amazing stories about that. And just oh, yeah. one of the nicest human beings. So go up to Tommy. I'm like, hey, Tommy, you know, where, where do we want to go out? You know, we have a night off in Vero. We want to go out, you know, maybe you know, meet a nice young lady. And uh, I don't think we phrased it quite that way, Jake. But uh, anyway, so Tommy's like, oh, I got the perfect place for you. I got the perfect place. And he, and I wish I remember the name of it, but it was, it was a bar restaurant. They had like live, uh-huh. like live music, if I remember correctly. And, and Tommy's like, this is the spot. This is the spot. You're going to go. You have a great time. So I go there and Dave, the guy, Dave Smith, we go show up. Uh-huh. And we walk in there and hand the guy, Jake, the youngest person in there was like 
in their early 60s. You know, we're, we're like in our <laughs> mid-20s. We're like, what the heck? And th- this, was the, this was the swing in Vero Beach bar, Jake. This was where the cool, the, the young people hang out in Vero. Was that, uh, was that bar? I, I know. I, I've probably been to all three establishments that were not, the, the, the fine nightlife of Vero Beach. Yeah. So then we, we left there, and I think we had to go to another was it Port St. Lucie? We went somewhere on that. Uh, high- oh yeah, Port St. Lucie. Yeah. One of the Highway One stops, and we we <laughs> we did find a bar that there were a few younger people. The problem was the younger people, the the good looking women, were hanging out with the ball players that were in the bar. They were, of course, they, yeah, they, of they, course. They wanted nothing to do with us, so that did not work no, out. That, and that's where all the Mets players were at Port St. Lucie. So yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So now, Jake, you you helped this podcast studio. You built this podcast studio. This is a product. I'm doing this from the Jake Warner (laughs) podcast studio deep in the North Woods here, and I want to thank you for that, Jake, because you pointed me in the right direction. I had what I thought was a podcast studio with a crappy microphone and a couple of other things, but it was not broadcast quality. But you being a professional radio engineer and knowing good audio quality, you led me the right direction. Now, I did have to dust off my wallet, Jake, but I want to thank you because you saved it. And I appreciate it being like, you know, I I was trying to tell you, but you, you know, you, 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 you laced me. It was cool. I appreciate that. But no, man, it's one of my passions. I, you know, podcasting is the big thing now. And, you know, I, I work for a company called Podcast One. And, um, you know, I love building studios. I love having fun doing it. And I'm, I'm glad that I was able to help. You know, I also helped Eddie Garcia build his studio for his amazing p- podcast. You know, so, you know, I, I think I've helped many people at FSR. Build their podcast studios. <laughs> well, and this is this is a little cottage industry, Jake. I think you should offer this service to people. You are willing for a nominal fee to help them out to build their podcast studio to make the podcast dreams come true. Well, you know, anybody that needs something, you know, hit hit the boy up. I'm ready. I'm ready to work. You know, <laughs> any chance I get. <laughs> I hear you. I, you are a hustler, Jake. I give you credit. Now, when you oh, yeah. when you left radio the first time. Well, it was a second you, when you left our show, and you went back to your alma mater, right? You got a yes. got a job at your alma mater, and how long you did that for a, for a little bit? And then you, you got you got the radio bug, right? The, your lifetime radio, oh, yeah. it's in your DNA, right? You had to come back. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're born into this life. You, you you know, it choose radio. You don't choose radio. Radio chooses you. Okay, and the thing is. I always had my foot in radio. I was doing part-time work, but I was I, I, I worked at my alma mater, University of Laverne, for four years, and each year got worse than the other. So I was really like depressed. Like I'm not even kidding. Like I had to take a leave of absence from work because I hated my job so bad. But I had a family to feed, you know. And so, funny story. This is a true story. So, as I took some time off and I was like, you know what, when I get uh, to go camping, which I hate camping. Um, but at the time, my wife at the time, she was like, well, the family wants to go camping. We're going to meet some friends. I'm like, okay. So I told her, I said, after this trip, I'm going back to radio. I can't do this anymore. She's like, I understand. Well, if you find something ideal, I support it. I bullshit you not being. Right before I went up the hill where there's no reception, I get a call from AM57, and it's uh, a, a person we both know, Brian Blackmore, good friend of ours. Yeah. And uh, Brian calls me and says, hey, what's up, fucker? You know, <laughs> that's how we talk. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? What you need? And he says, what are you doing right now? I said, I'm about to go up the hill. I'm about to lose you. He's like, wherever you're at, pull over. I'm like, Okay. So I pull over to this gas station, literally at the base of the hill. And he says, our engineer literally just quit for the, the Clippers and the Kings. You know, you got Dodger experience. What do you say? I said, I'll take it. <laughs> Done. Sign me up, coach. I'm ready to play. Yeah. Put me in. Yeah. 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 And he's like, I didn't even tell you how much to pay. I said, I don't care if it doesn't pay. I'll take it. He's like, seriously? <laughs> I was like, 
is it, it do I just work the games at Staples Center? Yeah, and a couple at Anaheim. I'll take it. And I literally took it, not even know how much it paid. That's how bad I want to get back in the uh, radio. And and it worked out. We had you know comparable uh, you know uh, compensation, and it worked out. We crunched the numbers, and you know now I, I'm going on my fourth season um, with Clipper Nation, and which they've embraced me. And now you, yeah, now Jack, exactly. You are <laughs> that's your historian of the Lakers, but you have come and seen the light, Jake. You have had the come to come to Clipper Daryl moment here. You've moved over to the to the dark side with the people's team here. And I, I love it. When I see you send something out on social media, and you are prolific on social media, but when you send a positive message out about the Clippers, that, that warms my heart. Considering I know your past, Jake. And I know because yes. there there is a rule, as I told you, that to work at Fox Sports Radio, you had to be like behind the glass, you had to be like a Laker fan, yeah. and and that was required, or they wouldn't put you on. It was Lakers, Raiders, Dodgers. Yes, you had to. It's like you know, yeah. if you didn't meet that criteria, then you know you weren't allowed to work the board. Producers, they were from out of state, so they were always like different fans. But you know, that was the prerequisite to be a board op at Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Which I hate the Raiders. I'm a Charger fan. Raiders can kiss my ass. Um, you know, and, and I'm a Laker fan. And Dodgers, for sure. Love the Dodgers. My grandfather, God rest his soul, as soon as I was born, put a Dodger hat on me. Took a picture. Said, nice. he's a Dodger for life. I don't care. You know, so. Yeah. And he passed away right before I had a chance to introduce him to Vince Scully. That's his favorite broadcast, you know. So, yeah, man. Like, being with the Clippers, especially after last year and witnessing what I witnessed with them, going to the Western Conference Final. I had never, and I worked Kobe's last game, which that was the loudest I've ever heard Staples Center. The second loudest I ever heard of Staples And I've covered concerts there. I've covered Laker games, Clipper games, Kings games, everything. I was there with the Stanley Cup Final, everything. When the Clippers won against Dallas, it was it Dallas or Utah? You know, to go to the, man, that's how messed up my brain is. Well, they beat they beat Utah, and then they yeah they beat Dallas in the first yeah, okay, round. Yeah. Utah, listen, yeah, this right, is this is yeah. the greatest moment in Clipper history. They beat Dallas the first round, which is not the greatest moment, but but beating Utah when Kawhi right. got Utah, hurt. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when they beat Utah, and that buzzer went off, I have never, other than the Kobe game, heard Staples Center as loud as it was, and my all my friends called me sellout. All my friends were like, you suck. I can't believe you traded over. And Clipper Nation said, listen, we know you're a Laker fan, but you work for the greatest organization in L.A. We accept you into Clipper Nation. So they, they embraced me. And I think I got like 400 extra follows on Twitter and Instagram from Clipper Nation. Like, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know, I would always kick the fan base down. Oh, that's little brother. It's JB. You guys are running Staples Center, blah, 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 blah. But these fans are so passionate, and they come in night in, night out, and cheer for their squad, and they're always so cool. You know, I'm high-fiving people when I'm engineering the great Noah Eagle. You know, people are like, I'm high-fiving the crowd. I'm standing up getting excited. <laughs> you know, it's crazy to see. And then this is the thing I hate about Laker fans. Laker fans will dress up in their jerseys and come to a Cooper game and cheer against them. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, man. And this comes from a guy that grew up living in the Lakers. It's like, why would you waste your time to go to a Clipper game and boo them in your Laker gear? Clipper's getting that money, bro. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I've witnessed a lot of things Laker fans have done to Clipper fans, and it's embarrassing, and it's sad. And, but, you know, I, I, I love the gig. It's a lot of fun. I get to be with Noah Eagle every night, the great Adam Austin that does the pre- and post-game show. And uh, we have a good time. We legit have a good time every night. We laugh. We're dancing the music. We have a great time. It's, it's, it's a great atmosphere. It's not all stuck up and stuffy like a Laker game would be. And I know I'm going to catch hell for this, Ben, but I don't really give a damn because Clipper Nation has embraced me. I've embraced them. And it, it's been fun, man. It's a good ride. I don't want it to end. I want to stay there until they kick me out. Well, and in a couple of years, you're going to be at the Taj Mahal, that arena they're building Ooh, in Inglewood is going to be insane. Yeah. And uh, see, this is what I, I told you, Jake. You wouldn't listen to me back in the old days. I said the Clippers <laughs> are the people's team, right? The Lakers are. are the Hollywood team. It's a, a whole That's different true. vibe at a Laker game versus a Clipper game. And oh, I, yeah. Totally. And, and I got to tell you, that Noah Eagle, I was a little skeptical. I'm not going to lie, Jake. You know, I was a Ralph Lawler guy. When they hired No Eagle, oh, yeah, of course. and, you know, he's this sure. punk guy out of college, you know. He's good, though. He, he is really solid as a broadcaster. I I guess it, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because I, I know his father, Ian Eagle, is very good on television. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Ian is a very nice guy. I love Ian. I got to meet him several times. And uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story real quick. Iron Eagle came, it was one of the, the games where they were both working together. And of course, you know, they did this whole light production piece on it, this, that, and the other. Iron comes up to me and he goes, hey, I just want you to know my son speaks highly of you and he, he I thank you for looking out for him because, you know, he was like new to LA, he didn't know much about the city and you, you embraced him. I was like, oh, thanks. And I said, I'm a fan of yours, just so you know. And it was it was like a cool moment, you know. And I was skeptical of Noah because I had never heard of him. I never heard of him. And, you know, I was like, I ain't Eagles kid? Oh, is that why he got the gig? I'll be honest. Like, oh, I was like, ah, oh, man, yeah. come on. Yeah, but I, I was the same way. Yeah. yeah. Then I worked with him the first game, and I'm blown away. Because this kid's so mature. He's like, you know. For being 24 to almost 25, super mature, super mature. And fun to be around, knows the game, and he knows everybody. I mean, everybody in the industry. We'll be sitting there, you'll get like Doris Burke come up to him, hey, how you doing, uh, little bird? Because that's what they call him. You know, Mike Breen will come up to him, Mark Jackson, all these broadcasters from every team. You know, they respect him because of his father, but they also respect him because of his work ethic. The kid, he preps, he does good work. He's amazing on the air. He's engaging. His references are fun. He's just a good guy to be around. Yeah, no, he's, and, really, uh, he's, really, he's really good. And, uh, you know, that, he's oh, going to yeah. end up doing – he'll be just like his dad. He'll end up doing television, oh, yeah. network, TV. Uh, and, so. I, yep. I already, I already told him, I said, man, it, it, it's nice working with you. He's like, what do you mean? You quitting? I said, bro, you're going to blow up so big, bigger than your dad. And I'm going to be that guy that said, oh, I was his first uh, radio engineer. He's like, I'm staying here forever. I was like, okay, now I know you're young. <laughs> yeah, no, there's <laughs> no. You take them opportunities. Yeah, yeah. No, but, he, but will, yeah, he, he, he will be doing TV he before you know it. Like full-time. Like, I mean, he, whatever he wants. That guy's oh, going to well, get, yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, he already won an Emmy for that whole Nickelodeon uh, NFL playoff game in New Orleans. So yeah. that won an Emmy, and he was part of that. And 
he's doing uh, CBS College Football every Saturday now. So, I mean, he's big time. So I was like, man, you know, and he, he, he's staying with us another couple of years. So I get him at least that much longer, but I don't want to see him go. But he's so good, he's not going to stay. And I'll say it on the fifth hour. I know that's going to happen. I don't want him to go, but, you know. Yeah. If, when you're that good, you're in high demand. But he's, he's amazing to be around. And I'm telling you, the Clippers have been nothing but good to me. It, it's just been a fantastic experience, better than I thought it would be. And I, I don't want it to end. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to the new arena. And, you know, the Clippers will finally be out of that whole identity thing with L.A., you know, but I don't understand, especially now, the, 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 the hate that Lakers fans have for Clippers fans. I don't get it. Like, Clippers fans don't care about Lakers fans at all. And I'm, I'm telling you that from the inside. People are like, yeah, we don't care about the Lakers. You know, we're worried about us. Lakers are rent-free. You know, Clippers are rent-free in the Lakers fans' head. It's, it's, it's crazy to see. Oh, yeah, they're and so upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, hey, yeah. I'm still getting – they're literally building the arena right now, the new Clipper Arena, which is being paid for by yep. Steve Ballmer in Inglewood. And I'm still getting messages: the Clippers are moving to Seattle or Las Vegas, or something like yeah. from all from <laughs> Laker historians that are like, "Oh no, no, we've got to get them out of oh, LA." Yeah. So it's un- the jealousy. Why would you be jealous? It makes no sense. I never understood it. You know, back in the day, I was part of that being a dumbass. You know, but I've had people tell me I have sources that are telling me that the Clippers are going to Seattle. I'm like, um, my check stub says Los Angeles Clippers on it. I would know yeah. <laughs> if they were leaving before you are. You yeah. know, because then I'd have to look for work. But they ain't going anywhere, man. No, <laughs> they're, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're, they're sticking around. Uh, so you've got the podcast, which you've already promoted, Jake. You've already promoted yes, the, of course. the Big Brother Jake podcast. <laughs> so, But for those that maybe missed that and weren't paying attention, make – the elevator pitch. Now, I was lucky enough to be on your podcast, but make the elevator yes. pitch right now on why a random fifth-hour listener, a member of the Maller Militia, who maybe does not yes. remember the Jake Warner era on the show, why should that person <laughs> tune in to your podcast? Well, let me tell you. So the Big Brother Jake podcast, powered by Podcast One, of course. Um, the reason why you want to listen to the Big Brother Jake podcast is because I – I'm such a relatable person to your average Joe. You know, I'm a single father of three that's gone through divorce, that has had problems with, you know, being a single dad. I've, I've, I've had mental illness. I've had clinically depressed moments in my life. I've also known how to have a good time being a single man. I love sports. I love music. And it's just like talking to one of your friends at the bar. If your brother, it's like talking to one of your people at the barbershop. We just have a good time on my show. We, we're like the Jerry Seinfeld show of podcasts. We talk about everything and nothing at the same time. Shows about absolutely nothing. But it's a big party. We have a good time. You know, one of the things I talk about is my hate for Valentine's Day because it's a Hallmark holiday, and people know that. Uh, people come for love advice. You know, I mean, being single, it's, it's been very fun for me. I missed out on a lot of being married. But, you know, I'm reliving my Navy days again. That, that's what we do. We just have a good time. With, everything's relatable. If you're going through something, you know, you're you're a veteran. I, you know, PTSD. I'm, I, I suffer from PTSD, you know. But if, if you're, like, wanting to have a good time on a budget, I can tell you how to do that. Like, I talk about all kinds of different life issues, pop culture, sometimes politics. You know, I try, I try to be an escape from politics, but sometimes things happen that are so big you have to, you know, discuss it. So the Big Brother Jake podcast it, it encompasses everybody. It, it's all like it's, it's inclusive. Everyone's welcome. We all have a good time on the Big Brother Jake podcast. You can find it on all streaming platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon, everywhere, brother. Yeah, and and, yes, and, and Jake, have, let me let me tell you, Jake, you you uh, I'm impressed. And I was on the podcast. Like there are no women. Well, in comparison, that listen to sports talk radio, right? That, that I mean, it's a very small. <laughs> right. There's a small. We know. I think we know the names of all the women that listen to my show. Yeah, I think all, all seven of them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they're very nice women, and we thank them for listening. But your podcast, you have a pretty big following with with women, which is surprising. I mean, yeah. to me, I'm, I'm not ripping <laughs> you, Jake, but 
you're oh, no, you're I, a sports I, radio guy. You are. <laughs> I'm just as surprised as you are. Uh, my biggest demographic, you know, is inside talk. I know, but like my biggest demographic, my biggest listener base is women, middle-aged women, 35 to 54. Yeah. And uh, because I, I'm relatable to these women, because it's like, and I, I'll, I'll tell you a little something, fellas that are listening, that are single dad, use it to your advantage. Women love to see men taking care of their children. And I'll go out to the mall with my three daughters, and two of them are damn near grown, and these women are like, oh my God, like, look how cute he is with his kids and this girl they love it they eat it they eat it up bro and so you know i just tell them and some most of the time i'm out with like a podcast church because i'm trying to promote the brand you know and, and so like oh you have a podcast i'm like listen to the podcast it, you know it, it, you'll learn more about me and what i do and then I, the feedback is great they tell their friends they tell their friends and so on and so forth and it becomes like a phenomenon so yes i'm just as surprised as you that women listen to the podcast as much as they do. And it's been a lot of fun doing it. I've been behind the scenes for 20 years. So to be able to get on a microphone and talk, it's a different animal. Like, damn, everybody does this for like four hours a day? Every day? Yeah. <laughs> I do it like, like an hour or two once a week, and I'm like, damn, I got to come up with stuff. But it's a lot of fun. I love that side of the glass. You know, my, my main love will always be audio engineering and mixing. That's my main love and producing. But being, all, you know, behind on the microphone, it's a lot of fun. And, yes, I I, I encourage all the women and men to listen to the Big Brother Day podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and I know. And when I went on, we, we I, I hopefully we had a lot of the people listen to this podcast. I did. Oh, I, I promoted it, but uh, I hope they, they tuned in and listened. So. Second – Second most listened to episode ever in the show's history. Look at that. Number two. You. Number, number two. two. Number two. two. <laughs> We're dropping a deuce right now. We're number two. Yeah, dropping a number deuce. two. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and climbing because my, my most listened to episode is my 100th episode. But I had like Jerry Springer on there. I had like kids from Kid and Play, people like that. You had Jerry like, Springer he, on your podcast? Yeah, he made a quick guest appearance. Really? Uh, get, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had some friends pull some strings for me that owed me favors from years ago. All of them, hey, I got Dodger tickets. Um, you need some? And they'd ask me for them, and I'd give it to them. Well, I cast some favors in like 17 years later. Oh, that's good. And you, <laughs> so, you're still friends with with uh, Stephen A., right? You worked with him at Fox Sports Radio. Yes. Yeah, yep, so. yep. We worked together, and I almost actually took a job with him in New York City. Oh, is that right? Um, but I was married. Yeah, I was married at the time. The family was not trying to move to New York, and they didn't want me to commute and come see them three days a week. Which I was seeing them three days a week working overnights, so I never saw them anyways. Yeah, so I'm like, well, you would have me Friday, mid Friday to, you know, early Monday, and they're like, nah, 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 no. Nope. So, but yeah, we still talk. I mean, he had his moments of big timing me, but then I called him out on it <laughs> in front of a crowd, and I was like, oh, really? You know, yeah. like it was his birthday the other day, and I, I, I called him real quick. And I was like, I know you're busy. Yeah, I'm on the set of so and stuff. I don't care where you're at. I'll just tell you a dumbass happy birthday. Well, appreciate that, brother. All right. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's kind of how, how things go now. But it's cool. I get it. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Steve, I mean, he worked. A lot of people don't even know he worked at Fox Sports Radio. They don't even realize right. that he when worked he worked at two different times. Yeah, yeah. I knew. I met. I don't know him. What I you know casually. Right. I met him. He did a weekend show. His first radio was he did a show yep. with John Ireland on the weekends, and that was before yep. John Ireland was the Laker play-by-play guy. It was just I think he was yep. doing sidelines occasionally for the Lakers, but yep. they did a show yep. together on Saturdays, and yeah, I remember that. And then Stephen A. blew up. He went to ESPN. He blew up, and then he came back everyone comes back jake everyone comes back at they, one point they, or all, they all do they all do and here's the thing Stephen a and i told Stephen a this to his face he he could think tony bruno and the best damn sports show for blowing him up because like tony bruno the great godfather of sports talk radio that we both love dearly yeah good friend of ours um he would have Stephen a come on the show all the time you know because that's what he was writing for the philadelphia inquirer so Stephen A. got to do his articles. Of course, he was in with Alan Iverson. So we used to get a lot of, you know, nice scoopage, as Jay Glazer would say, about things that are going on in the NBA because he had everybody here. Like Shaq would tell him stuff. 
Kobe would tell him stuff. And um, so he blew up off of that. And then when he came back to Fox, you know, um, I would work with him all the time on different things because he was just, you know, he wasn't really doing the radio thing, but he was, he was getting better at it. So we would sit hours, hours going over schematics, um, planning, diction, how to talk, how to do things. And he was very thankful. And that's why to this day we've remained friends because I looked out for him. And then when he was like, hey, man, can you help me put a, a highlight reel together? So I put a highlight reel together for him. And then all of a sudden, I just got signed by ESPN, bro. Seven-figure deal. Dinner on me when I come to L.A. I was like, oh, when you get – I'll be at the airport wait, waiting to catch in my <laughs> steak and lobster dinner. And I did. Dinner? I that did. that so, should be uh, – what's the most expensive restaurant in L.A.? You got you to gotta find that. They're, my God. <laughs> you, you know how much muddy your uh, response – Jake, you're a, you're a star maker, Jake. That should be your, your nickname, your well, star maker. Well, that's the funny thing, man. Like, any – all the interns that worked under me at Fox, I got three Emmy winners. So it's like, and a Marconi winner. So it's like, come on, man, what the hell? <laughs> and, and, and here I am. I can't even win the People's Choice Award on podcastawards.com. And I had like stars, like, you know, advertise and, and promote and all that. I had star studded people in the business, you know, and I still couldn't win. I was 27 votes shy. Yeah. Well, we'll let me know next year. We'll, uh, tell me about that. Remind me, Jake. We'll, we'll put a campaign together to, to get you the award. Okay, we're gonna do it. Well, that, it's just a, it, it really is an honor to be nominated. I, I've been nominated for six awards. Um, I was nominated for a couple for BlackPodcastAwards.com or something like that. I didn't win that either. You know, I guess because I'm half black. I don't know. I don't get it. But I, I'm working on it. Look at me being controversial on the fifth hour. I got Ben like, Jake, shut up, that, shut up. That's the third rail, my man. That's the third rail, Jake. Third rail, my man. Come on, man. Trying to make it through the podcast, Jake. How dare you? Yeah. Well, listen, yeah, I've been in the business a long time, too. I The only thing I've gotten, I've gotten food dishes named after me. That's my – no awards. No – not even close. I don't even get nominated for awards. But better, though. I, I, that's better. I only have a cookie named after me. That's it. You have a cookie? Got, like, chicken. Yes. Where? Um, fabulous. All right, so uh, uh, one of my childhood friends, her name is Jessie Morton. Or Jesse Dallas Child, I forget that she's married with a family. Um, <laughs> but she has this, and this is a cheap plug. Um, she has a cookie company called FabulousTheCookies.com. And she had um, the Big Brother Jake cookie named after me. It's a chocolate chocolate chip with Reese's peanut butter cup in it. And that was an honor for me. I was like, damn, I got a food named after me. Usually when I hear my name, there's curse words that precede it. So, <laughs> you know, from certain people in my life. But, yeah. but yes, um, so it's not as cool as being in Kansas City and having some chicken fingers named after you, Ben Maller. You know, I think yeah. that's amazing. You know, no, I, I start cool. to be like you one day with now that I go behind the glass to the microphone side and I can get a fan base like the Maller Militia, which I love to death. And they're supportive of the Big Brother J podcast, too. You know, all, all the old school P1s, they, they're like, man, we miss you. When are you coming back? Well, I don't think they need me back or want me back at this point. But, well, no, I did. Know. There was a point where I was like trying to get you back, and then uh, you know it didn't <laughs> it didn't work out. I couldn't, you know, you didn't. You well, had something I, going on, I, and I, I yeah. I, I wanted to come back, but circumstances wouldn't allow me to come back. No, I hear uh, There's a lot of bureaucracy, Jake. Uh, there's a lot, oh, of, yeah. a lot of red tape in life. I, I got to wrap this. I, I could do another two hours with you, Jake, but uh, I must wrap this, this up. Day, exactly, man. Listen, okay. continued okay. success. I'm going to see you at these Clipper games. I'm going to get out there. once yeah, The Clippers keep changing PR people, so i got to find out who oh, I need I know, to talk to. I, know. <laughs> uh, I don't I, even. I have a new boss every year, but I love him. I love him. I'm not missing him. Yeah, he's... yeah. Hello. Kind of hard to keep track of sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I got to I got to track down who I need to talk to to get out there. But I will come out and I will see you here. I'm going back to these games. I've been to these Dodger games and some NFL games and whatnot. So, Jake, good success. And again, the podcast. How can people find the podcast, Jake? How can they tune in and listen to you? All right. So to find the Big Brother Jake podcast, you can go to podcast1.com. In the uh, search uh, box, you can type in the Big Brother Jake podcast. It pops up. You can do the same. With um, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You just type in the Big Brother Jake podcast and you can find all of my old episodes. I think I've got 144 episodes under my belt and counting. 
Not going to stop anytime soon. That's where you can find me. Show some love. Rate and review it. Because if you rate and review it, don't let me keep doing it a podcast one. So, yes, rate and review. I don't care if you hate the show. Just give it some traction. There you go. Help <laughs> help this man out. Help my friend, the great Jake Ward. Thank you, Jake. Anytime, Ben. Anytime. It was a pleasure being on your show. And, you know, I would love to come in and do the, the, the regular show anytime you want me back, brother. I, I'm so down. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.